Hey guys, welcome back to the Smell the Leather Cricket Podcast, where we discuss all things cricket from an average Joe's perspective. Although there's no cricket to discuss at the moment, since the IPL 2021 has been indefinitely postponed due to the raging COVID-19 pandemic here in India, uh, which we spoke at length about on our last podcast, which came out just a few days before the said announcement. And so we've decided to take a step back to come up with a series to discuss cricketing marvels. Yeah, that's what we are calling it. Where we take a look at the careers of some of the best this great game has seen. And we are kick-starting the series off with the greatest of them all. The man whose career encapsulated a nation's emotion with a smile so radiant, a twitch of the shoulder so polished, and technical astuteness in batting of the highest order. It is none other than the little master, and a master he is. Sachin Ramesh Tendulkar. Well, this little man is the nearest thing to Bradman there's ever been. What a player he is. Oh, he's hit this one, Miles. Great shot. Oh, it's a biggie. Straight over the top. The little man has hit the big fella for six. He's off his size. Now, most parents would love their children inheriting the best of their qualities. And that's exactly what Sachin did by carving out a career that his poetic father would find a task to put into words. And just like his mother who worked in insurance, Sachin was India's insurance for the best part of two decades. And we are here to try and plot his journey for y'all. And on that note, I'm your host, Adit. Joining me is my co-host, Gaurav. And without any further ado, let's get straight into it. It's me again, and I realize I haven't let my co-host put in a word yet, but he is one of the biggest Sachin fans I know, and we're sure to get some amazing insights, including some lesser-known facts, might I add, and in the interest of our listeners' attention span, which isn't very great, and also to encapsulate the career that this great man has had, we're going to be covering Sachin's career of his early cricketing days up to his uh international call-up and also his first test century in this particular podcast. And Gaurav, before I come to you, we talk about the IPL having an, uh, an effect on Indian cricket that, like no other, but I feel like Sachin has had that impact on Indian cricket uh, long before the IPL came along. And I want your views, first of all, on Sachin's career and how do you see it uh, since it's finished now? Yeah, it looked the the rise of uh, sachin has uh, was pretty much uh, alongside the rise of india in many ways because you see the, uh, there were economic reforms and political instability at that point in time and uh, india looked for heroes uh, looked for role, role models some uh, someone who can uh, who could prove that they they are the best in the world at something and sachin indeed uh, made sure that Indians could be the best at, at cricket and for the longest time he made sure he was at the peak of his powers. And uh, India in many ways 
related to his journey because he 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 brought out an emotion i don't think many many sports person especially cricketers uh, has has had that impact on indians uh, if you can look at it beat the 83 heroics of kapil dev or that six uh, in the finals of 2011 but those were particular events with sachin it was different every every run that he made felt like it was ours and that's why celebrating alongside him was so organic i think yeah that's very well put and now i don't want to take up much of this podcast's duration by talking about sachin's early life and the role of his brother ajit in his career and his uh, coach ramakant achrekar who deserve honorary mentions but these are well documented facts and obviously you don't have a career like sachin has had when he started playing so early for the country uh, without having to make huge sacrifices and he's no stranger to that so although one interesting tidbit which i learned of just recently was that sachin was considered a bully in his childhood days which um, just blew my mind in fact um, the very reason he was introduced to cricket uh, was to curb his mischievous behaviors and that really was a match made in heaven as he uh, transformed all of his bullying skills to his bat and really bullied the bowlers for for two decades of his career uh, nagor of uh, his school cricketing days give us some insights as to how that was he started at the age of 11 take us through that yeah so uh, it's interesting actually he he was in a school in bandra a new english school uh, that was and which was uh, different from where he, his coach uh, used to be that was a shardash vidya mandir school so hence initially it was uh, it was tad bit difficult for the coach uh, to give the entire guidance to him hence he uh, suggested his parents uh, for for sachin to move to shardashram vidya mandir school and which they happily uh, agreed to and sachin was uh, he was overly excited in fact uh, to to know the fact and uh, there's an interesting fact for for 55 days he uh, he used to practice non stop uh, he had a 2 hour game then took a break for an hour and again a 2 hour game that that was done for uh, non stop of 55 days so Uh, amidst all the talent that we speak of the first thing that at least my, com- uh, my uh, it comes to my mind when you talk of sachin is talent because he he was immensely talented but uh, it, it was a lot of hard work as well which went in uh, in his schooling days uh, and and the time he uh, moved to the other school he used to stay with his uncle and aunt as as is known uh, very famously and then it was rigorous it was uh, just playing cricket throughout the day playing matches at shivaji park and uh, and making sure that uh, his coach made sure actually that he batted at number 4 which uh, uh, which he did for 200 test matches later on so uh, yeah it was it was a very interesting journey uh, and uh, Uh, when you look at it he he uh, first played for the club called kamath memorial club uh, i'm uh, i'm sure you're aware about uh, about that 
Yeah, and um, he's also represented the John Bright Cricket Club in Bombay's Premier Club Cricket Tournament, the Ganga League. And, and then he went on to play for the Cricket Club of India. And Gaurav, in 1987, at the age of 14, he attended the MRF Pace Foundation uh, here in Chennai uh, to train as a fast bowler. And at that point, the Australian great Dennis Lilly was unimpressed by his bowling and asked him to focus on his batting. And, and at this stage, you know, he was considered a child prodigy, uh, just dominating cricket for three years since he started because this was at the age of 14. Now, uh, to my mind, how I think about it is that if someone tells Sachin, who dominates cricket, that, hey, you're not good at one thing, just do the other. Um, is it surprising, and we know how steely Sachin is, is it surprising that he just uh, took that advice straight, straight away or is there a story there that uh, I'm not aware about? Uh, look, I think uh, the, that has been you know, one of his biggest qualities. He's been very adaptable throughout his career. Even in his early days, his coach was, I think, Ramakant Ajrikar had a huge role to play in that. He was very stern in in many of the regards. He spoke about dominating three years. And uh, actually, he the first time he played for uh, the Kamath Memorial Club, he was out for uh, Golden Duck and... Uh, uh, and the first kind of competitive runs that he made was for his school. Uh, again, uh, he, he made 24 runs and, and there's a very interesting story to it. So back in the days, uh, a player's name used to come up in the newspapers if he had made 30 runs, at least 30 runs. And uh, he, he had made 24 runs in that match, but the scorers added six of the extras to his name. Uh, uh, which uh, which he gladly took up, but then his coach uh, got really angry about that. Uh, and all of uh, you talk about him being mischievous, yes, he was, but uh, he eventually became very disciplined. And a lot of uh, that had to do with his brother and and his coach. So yeah, the Dennis Lilly Pace Foundation that you talk about, the MRF Pace Foundation, that was. Uh, I think a great uh, gift for all of us. Uh, you, although Sachin Tendulkar could do most of the things on a cricket field, but uh, I think batting was uh, the best he did, and he he was really really good at it. Man, uh, I'm glad that he didn't go for the pace bowling uh, option. So yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised with the fact, but yeah, that's a that's a very interesting story. Yeah, and uh, just on your point of cricket, uh, he becoming disciplined. I think cricket is a great leveler in life in general, and uh, that's exactly what happened to Sachin. Um, his stories with or his association with Sunil Gavaskar is very interesting. In uh, 1987, when he didn't win the uh, Bombay's uh, Junior Cricket Award, Sunil Gavaskar gave him a pair of his ultra-light pads at that point to console this disheartened um, Sachin Tendulkar as well as he just missed playing alongside Sunil Gavaskar as he retired right after the 1987 World Cup. Um, all these things, um, both of them being little masters and he took inspiration from Sunil Gavaskar. Uh, is there anything there as well? 
the two players that he has always idolized is Gavaskar and Richards, which uh, who were the best batsmen of their time. And uh, Gavaskar, in many ways, if you look at Gavaskar's career, he was the picture, uh, the poster boy of Indian cricket for so many years. Uh, he, I still think there have been few better ba- opening batsmen in Test cricket than Gavaskar. Obviously, both of their playing styles were very different. But at the core, the technique was solid. It was it was uh, uh, right up there with with the best in the business. And their uh, how they looked was pretty similar in terms of height and those things and there were comparisons made throughout but yes the story about you that you mentioned about the pads and there, there is a backstory to it as well so he he was actually picked for the under 15 team uh, under 15 mumbai team and he got to play only one match that the tournament with uh, being played in pune and the only game where he played he, he got run out for i think two runs and uh, because it rained a lot in pune all of the matches were cancelled, hence he couldn't play the rest of the matches. So it was the 1986-87 uh, season where he really kicked off, uh, where people took notice of him. Uh, and uh, to our viewers, he, uh, there, there are two tournaments which are played, the Giles Shield and the Haddish Shield in the Mumbai fraternity. The Giles Shield is meant for the boys under 14 and the Harry Shield is uh, for the boys under 16. And it's amazing he could play both uh, at the same time. He he did that. And uh, he, in the Harry Shield that season, scored 1,025 in five innings because he got out only once and uh, hence uh, his average was 1,025. We actually need to recall that those numbers because it's it's something uh, out of the ordinary and it was for the longest time said that Tendulkar is the greatest schoolboy cricketer ever till date because his accomplishments are like that if you see his scores in quarters semis and finals in in that tournament it was 206 326 and 346 and uh, yeah uh, and alongside when he made those 326 on the same day he went on to score 178 in the Giles Shield as well. He just went across to the other ground and he scored uh, the same day. So it was on the eve of the final where Sunil Gavaskar uh, gifted him those pads uh, and it in fact it was his nephew Sunil Gavaskar's nephew who gifted him those pads for the finals. So yeah it was uh, it was a great, great. Thing. I'm assuming the 326 you're talking about is the his partnership with Vinod Kambli, yes. the famous 664-run partnership where a bowler was reduced to tears and the rest of the team didn't want to play against them. Yes. Um, but I did not know this other fact where he on the same day went on to uh, score another 176 runs in a different tournament. That 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 just shows uh, the master he is. Uh, now, in 1987-14 November, this 14-year-old Tendulkar was selected to represent Bombay in the Ranji Trophy. Uh, but he didn't get to play a single game, though he was often used as a substitute. And yeah, uh, does that have an effect at that particular stage? 
Uh, yeah, the, it was the same time you said when Sunil Gavaskar retired right after the Ranji Trophy ended and hence he missed the, the chance. Uh, but I think it was uh, it was just too early, I think, uh, despite of all the no, uh, attention that he got. But uh, it was just a, one or two seasons of uh, competitive cricket in school that, that he was. And uh, but I think it was great that he was picked. He got the feel of uh, of playing alongside uh, players in the national team. And uh, interesting fact is, he actually played for Pakistan in one of the exhibition game he fielded mm-hmm. for them. Uh, it was the '87 World Cup, uh, one of the games there. Uh, so uh, he had the experiences he used to play at the CCI. And uh, there he got noticed by Dilip Vengsarkar. He was playing against Kapil Dev and there Dilip Vengsarkar thought that he was ready to play for the Mumbai team in the Ranji Trophy tournament. It was the 88 season Hmm. where uh, he made his debut, obviously scored 100, becoming the youngest to uh, score a Ranji uh, 100, yes. Yeah, and he also has the record of scoring a century on debut in also the Deodar and the Tulip trophies, which were the prominent trophies at uh, that particular yeah. point in time. Um, in fact, that 1988-89 season, Tendulkar finished as highest run scorer for Bombay, scoring 583 runs yeah. at an average of 67.7. Yeah. Um, and since we're entering that phase of 1988-89, which was on the fringe of that tour to Pakistan, uh, there is a selection story to that whole tour, yeah. and uh, you can shed some light on that. Yeah, so right after the debut 100, he actually also scored 100 on his Irani Trophy debut, and that was the game where he got where he got selected for the for the team to go to Pakistan. But but before that, uh, the Ranji Trophy game where he scored 100, the team was picked to go to the West Indies. And he wasn't picked, uh, and and he expressed his disappointment. Uh, that attack was uh, Marshall, Ambrose, uh, Walsh, Bishop, and Pattison, and uh, he expressed his disappointment not to be there, which which shows fifteen at the uh, time, by the way. Fifteen at the time, yeah. Uh, so uh, it was it was just something else. But yeah, coming to the story was the Irani Trophy game and uh, he scored 39 in his first innings and uh, it was that evening that he was picked uh, to go to Pakistan and it was quite a story. Uh, so, the second innings, it, India uh, wore uh, 9 down and he was he was batting uh, on 86 and one of the players, Gurdjian Charan Singh, a, a batsman from Punjab, he fractured his finger in the first innings and hence he, could, uh, he was not supposed to bat in the second innings, uh, but uh, Ras Singh, the uh, then head of the selectors, actually insisted uh, that batsman to go out there and help Sachin to get a hundred. Uh, and he he went in there, and uh, um, yeah, Sachin actually ended up getting a hundred. So it was Sachin was noticed by people. Took he was taken care of people from. Uh, BCCI from the Mumbai Cricket fraternity and from famous cricketers. So it was a journey not only of him, but so many people alongside 
alongside tendulkar who made sure that his talent didn't go unnoticed and he made he made uh, the best of his capabilities uh this there's this uh, huge, great story when he actually got picked for uh for the team to go to pakistan so the uh, selectors they they were actually confused whether whether to give this guy a chance or not because it he was 16 at that time and that attack was uh, wasim akram wakarion simran khan and abdul kadir uh, uh, one of the best in the world at that time and so uh lasting the then head of selectors as i mentioned asked to one of the ex cricketers called narin tamhani that uh, whether or not tendulkar should be picked whether he'd be able to handle the pressure and narin tamhani uh, uh, told uh, uh, rasing at that point in time about a 16 year old that sachin never fails these were his words uh, and that was a buzz around tendulkar at that point in time uh, for a man who's played one season of ranji trophy cricket and and one ironic trophy game and one uh, one of the selectors being told by the other selectors that tendulkar never fails was this just uh, we have to think and just uh, you know realize the uh, recognition that he was getting at that that point in time yeah if you, if a selector is talking that of a 16 year old it's just difficult to believe all of this in the modern day cricketing world yeah. uh, but coming to the tour of pakistan in 1989 the tour in itself was not that entertaining in the sense that uh, all four test matches were drawn and uh, but there's always that uh, competitiveness between india pakistan as we know it and the first test match was in karachi Tendulkar makes his debut there bats at number 6 for India um you have the likes as you mentioned of Wasim Akram Waka Yunus was also making his debut yeah. in that series and uh, Sachin came out to bat uh Pakistani bowlers were not going to bowl any full deliveries for him to hit any of those cover drives uh, as we've seen throughout his career but um, how do you describe that first innings where Sachin scored 15 runs uh, for India yeah he didn't look comfortable at all uh, it was a spicy pitch it was and uh, they were at the peak of their powers the pakistani bowlers and obviously there is this story that he says always that and the wasim akram over that uh, he bowled a bouncer and then he expected the yorker and the next three ball all were bounces and he, he told himself that welcome to test cricket so uh, it was not nothing like what he faced in the domestic circuit obviously it was the uh, bowlers were much faster and uh, they their abilities were uh, so much greater that what uh, you see and get to play in the domestic cricket but i think it w- he learned very quickly that, uh, as you mentioned he scored 15 but uh, in the next match itself uh, in lahore he he scored his first test half century uh, 59 i think uh, the partnership with sanjay manjrekar was there more, more than 100 and yeah it was um, uh, he then then uh, he probably thought that he belonged to that level and yeah it was uh, it was great to see the rise of tendulkar from there yeah as you mentioned in the second test uh, he scored his first half century 
third test was more of a batting track. Both sides played only one innings each. And uh, Sachin got 41 of 90 uh, in that innings as well. Now, coming to the fourth test. Um, the Sialco test. Yep. India scored 324 in the first innings. Uh, Pakistan scored 250. And then on the final day of the test match, uh, India were reduced to 22 for 4. And in walks out Sachin. And uh, Navjot Singh Sidhu, uh, there are clips on YouTube of him describing this story where he walks out to bat first ball, he gets a bouncer from uh, Vaka Yunus, hits him on the head. The, I mean, there's blood all over his, uh, from his nose, his shirt, everything. And then the Indian doctor walks out, gives him an ice pack, whatever. Um, and then Sachin said two words that changed Indian cricket for the better and I'm sure you know what those two words are there. Yeah, yeah. He, he said Mac Helega was was the words and uh, yeah, it was it was a very interesting show. He just showed the courage uh, the man had at that point and uh, he played some really good shots after that. Uh, he ended up saving a test match for India. He scored 59 in that test match and uh, in the second innings and made sure that Pakistan didn't win the series, which in itself was was a victory for India to go to Pakistan and save the test series. So, uh, all in all, it was a very dramatic uh, debut series, I would say, for, for Tendulkar because uh, uh, no one took him seriously, the opposition bowlers, and obviously was made fun of uh, that you would expect in an Indian India-Pakistan game where uh, big guys are being bullied, then uh, you you're bound to get some flack, obviously. But then he, I think he took it brilliantly, and yeah, he he did pretty well in his in his debut series. He spoke about him hitting um, good shots after that incident. In fact, the very next ball. Uh, he anticipated a yorker uh, and it just shows that even in that state, he had the presence of mind to stand a little bit back on his uh, crease uh, to hit that ball for four. Um, and um, Navjot Singh Sidhu as well hit a 97 not out to save India that game. And then came the ODI series where Tendulkar made his debut in the second ODI, got out for uh, uh, zero in that particular innings. Um, and the other, uh, there were a couple of uh, abandoned ODIs as well uh, due to crowd disrup- disruption and all of that stuff. Pakistan won that series 2-0. Um, and then, yeah, that was the India tour of Pakistan of 1989. But one, yeah, one incident though was in one of those exhibition games where he scored 53 of 18 balls and that famous Abdul Qadir over where he hit him for four sixes. Uh, India actually required 40 of the last two overs in one of the those exhibition games and as it came out it was up the first 2020 game ever played in cricket because fans had to see some of it and they they decided to play a 20 over exhibition games and uh, and yeah it uh, India looked uh, out and out of it uh, because in 40 of two overs uh, it it was a difficult task back then even now but people these days uh, uh, managed to do it but yeah it, uh, actually it, it, he hit Mushtaq Ahmed for two sixes in one of the overs uh, the new 
spinner uh, who later went on to become one of one of the great uh, leg spinners uh, but abdul qadir was uh, was a settled and a very known spinner in that time and he actually told tendulkar to uh, hit him for uh, sixes if if he's capable of and not just uh, hit against the new bowlers and he went on to score 28 of that abdul qadir over so that incident he even remembers it right uh, uh, today and yeah, it's it's uh, fun to uh, listen to those stories yes it's just uh, unbelievable stuff from the man just a couple of months later they went on their second tour to new zealand i mean sachin's second tour uh, international tour to new zealand in 1990 and new zealand is always a tough place to tour especially back in those days when you didn't have a tours etc sachin wouldn't have been exposed to those sort of conditions at uh, that point uh, obviously you have those tour games that were useful in that uh, particular phase of cricket and um, there were three tests in that series sachin made one innings of substance uh, in the second test hitting 88 runs of 266 balls um is there anything else you remember from that uh, tests in new zealand yeah as you mentioned there was nothing uh, really extraordinary in that series but the one thing that did stand out was how he adapted uh, from the first test to the second game because the first test he got out for a golden duck yeah against against danny morrison and uh, uh, in the second game it uh, the first game was was uh, at Christchurch yeah. it was a very spicy wicket the second game was an apr much more settled wicket but just the ability to let that thing be in the past and focus on uh, on your game and he actually missed uh, missed out on the 100 could become the youngest to score a test century mm-hmm. but he missed out on those 12 runs he actually caught by john wright who later on uh, 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 who later coached india and uh, had a very successful run with the indian team so he jo- uh, he uh, mentions a, uh, a lot of time that he joked around with john right that uh, you you couldn't let me uh, be the first, uh, youngest centurion so yeah those were the memories of of him being in new zealand for the first time yeah uh, you mentioned danny morrison's name and he had the wood over him in that test series getting him out uh, all the times that sachin batted in that test series uh, then came you know a tri series between new zealand australia and india uh, sachin played only against new zealand in those odis uh, where he scored one innings of uh, 36 of 39 but nothing much to speak of there um, and so we'll quickly move on to his third tour to england now this man he's come into international cricket at the age of 16 first tour to pakistan then to new zealand where conditions are difficult and his third series is to england where it's just pretty pretty much similar to new zealand in some respects uh this was again in august of 1990 and india played a fair amount of uh, tour matches before going into those tests uh they played their tour matches they played their odis in fact they won both the odis that they played um sachin got a couple of good 30s and got to walk us through the tests and uh, what happened in in each of them yeah uh, so the first test it was a famous graham gooch test uh, where where he scored 333 he was dropped on 33 and went on to score 300 more but the highlight of of that test match was 
Sachin taking catch of of Alan Lamb. Uh, it was it still I think is probably one of the greatest catches ever taken uh, in cricket. For all of you who have not watched it, you should really go check out the clip wherever you can. It was he took the catch uh, uh, at long on and he uh, ran. He kept running. It was it didn't seem possible at any point till the time the ball was in the air, but. It was a spectacular catch, and uh, yeah, the second test again was uh, at Old Trafford, and uh, it was it was uh, his first test century. Uh, and there it is, Test match hundred for Tendulkar, aged 17 years and 112 days. One of the youngest ever to hit a Test match hundred. In innings of temperament, skill, and delightful straight play. Uh, the English England had a good attack. They had Eddie Hemmings, they had Angus Fraser, Devon Malcolm, and and Chris Lewis as well. So they had a pretty decent attack in their conditions. And uh, it was the second innings where uh, India were reduced to 183 for six. And uh, uh, then he came on to bat, and uh, it was more than a century. I I remember the way he played his strokes. Most of the runs he scored was of the back foot punching through the uh, offside. His famous uh, shot that that we got to see a lot of in the coming years. But just the way, ease which we he played. Uh, even now, players going to England find it so difficult, even in the second and third tour, to adjust to the swing, to the late movement uh, that there is. And it was, it wasn't a sunny day that that uh, day in Old Trafford. It was cloudy. It did seem around a bit. Uh, and as you know, if, in England, be it the fifth day, you still will get uh, swing even even post tea. If if the conditions favor over overcast conditions is is all that matters in England, so yeah, it was against uh, I think Angus Fraser where where he punched uh, down to long off uh, and he ran three, and he was actually hesitant to celebrate because he was obviously he was not used to it, <laughs> uh, but it was a great century. Made sure that uh, in that uh, India saved that Test match. Obviously they lost. The series two nil, uh, but uh, that Test match was uh, one to remember. Probably uh, may, for the first time, people really noticed him, and there were great cricketers and commentators who shed light on his technique and the shots he played. And there were very little faults that they could find actually. And uh, the last, it was actually a very hyped up series as well because the last time India toured England, they won the for the first time in England in '86. Uh, so they wanted to repeat that. Obviously, that couldn't happen, but it was uh, the coming of age of uh, the greatest of them all. Yes, sir. Yeah, and just to set the scene in 1987 in the World Cup, Sachin was the ball boy. Uh, for the semi-final between India and England in uh, Mumbai. And then three years later, he goes on to the most difficult of conditions that you can face in cricket in England and scores 68 in his first innings and gets a second innings 
119 um to save india the game a situation that he became all too familiar with in the coming years um which we will be covering I'll just mention one thing that i missed so he was actually uh, dropped uh, by eddie hemmings very early on in that inning so eddie hemmings was to be thanked a lot in that series because in the first game kapil dev uh, india needed 24 to save the follow on and it was against eddie hemmings where kapil dev hit four consecutive sixes to save the follow on and then later on he dropped uh, sachin so uh we uh, all all of us who know <laughs> and uh, appreciate sachin should should give a special mention to eddie hemmings as well gaurav you're talking about the whole of the cricketing community at this point uh but yeah it's been great to hear i think i i learned so much more than all the research that i did for this particular episode just in this um conversation so it really was entertaining and um is there anything you want to say to the viewers uh, for the next one that drops the next part of this series oh uh, I, i mean it's uh, it's really difficult to encapsulate his career in 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 one podcast but uh, and the, i mean we have not covered his his time years yet yeah. uh, the 92 series where i think he ba- he batted his best uh, some of his best cricket he played there uh, the port 100 the sydney 100 and uh, obviously the uh, the uh, tendulkar the odi batsman we there's so much to discuss about uh, his his rivalry against megrath won uh, the world cups uh, and uh, the 2003 world cup obviously the game against pakistan so much and there's and the lesser known innings lesser talked about innings as well uh, which which people don't take notice of but uh, do stay tuned there are some really interesting stuff that we would be covering uh, some few of the innings that you might not be aware of but should really go check out but for that please stay tuned and uh, we'll be coming up with more interesting stuff for sure and very very soon and for those of you who enjoyed this episode or this podcast please give it a like and a rating on apple podcast spotify or like on youtube would do us a world of good as well uh, wherever you're watching this we would recommend watching it on youtube since there'd be graphics all over um over his for his playing days but yeah thanks a lot for watching for those who have and for those who are listening thanks a lot as well god of this half an hour segment has been really insightful and thanks for your time um and i will catch you very very soon for the next part of this Yes thanks a lot it was it was really enjoyable and uh, we shall we shall be back very soon Thanks a lot everyone and uh, we shall see you very very soon goodbye